When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Right now. Realizing I watched a lot of uh, television with the youngsters back in the day. How about that? I'll say it again. That cab driver in Bucherrios, Mexico, when he said, Senor, you're Espanol. Mucho bueno. Why is that? I said, uh, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> That's right. I learned so much Spanish. I got to brush up on my Spanish, though. <laughs> yes, you do. Come estas. Una más, por favor. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody, to the second half kickoff. It's hour two of the Rod Peterson Show on this Flame Tech Football Friday. The second half kickoff is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the Stanley Cup playoffs and the Seattle Kraken Fan Club. Uh, I'm going to get to your comments. I see a lot of people have just logged in. There's been a lot of people that are waiting to get their comments read. That's what we do here, interactive television every day. I will tell you that coming up this hour, I'm very much looking forward to these interviews. Former NFL quarterback Jake Plummer, which the more that I read and hear about him just seems like an unreal dude. Oh, yeah. Jake Plummer with the Arizona Cardinals from 97 to 02, Denver Broncos 03 to 06, and with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 07, turned movie star. And he's going to be starring in the movie Kick. And the producer and writer of that film is Chris Bickford, and he's going to be with us, too. And the head coach of the BC Lions, Rick Campbell, is going to be with us later on. We had Wally Buono. Last hour, Wally. Who had ever thought that him and I would become friends? I know, right? Not me. And we are now. They say time heals all wounds. They say that. Personally, I think people do, not time. But uh, it's good. By the way, before we bring in those guys with this next interview, we were talking. This is what this show has turned out to be. And trust, trust me, within a couple weeks... We'll be talking about games and position battles and all the rest that we normally do in a CFL season. But right now, the number one topic in the CFL is that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers announced yesterday that you have to be double vaccinated to attend a game this year. Or at least I read it on three down. I don't know if the Bombers announced it or not, but if it's on three down, you can believe it. And it's just got people flying the coop. 
And you mentioned, or going nuts, and you mentioned the players, the rules that they got to follow. They're very strict, which incidentally, I'm going to say this, 30,000 people on the streets of Montreal last night, mauling each other, sweating, whatever. Look like they're having a lot of fun. But I thought, how come the CFL players have to adhere to these strict, stringent, dare I say almost ridiculous rules, but then these folks can go do this with no repercussions? What the hell's going on? What? But Jeff, the Stampeders fan, has written in and said, what is the reprimand if a player is caught breaking the league's quarantine rules? And I know you know the answer to that question. Contract terminated. You're done. You're done. Like, zero strike policy. You're done. And, I mean... That's how they have to, you have to lock this down. You can't risk having the entire business shut down because you wanted to go out to the club on Friday night or you wanted to invite a bunch of people over. Unfortunately, that sucks. And for the health officials, they're not saying that COVID's done, but we're at a point with double vaxxes and stuff that if we get it, we're not going to the hospitals and we're hopefully not dying. You just can't let it get into the teams. Uh, by the way, again, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers saying you have to have both vaccinations to attend their games in the Canadian Football League this year. Viewer Rick Haglin says, is double vax good enough or will there be another two, four or six variant vaccinations? I'm not in charge of ticket sales for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So is that a rhetorical question, or do you actually want me to answer? Because you should call the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And by the way, you're a Ryder fan, so why do you care? I can't with this. So let's talk about other stuff. So we, we buttered them up earlier, Jake Plummer and Chris Bickford. And let's get them on the screen. We're excited about this. Here we go in hour two. Chris, listen, we got the quarterback star on the bottom screen. We got you on top. Can you please, Chris, and you're no stranger to the show, welcome back. Explain how Jake Plummer, explain how Jake Plummer, post-NFL career, is part of your life and why we should get excited about it. Because I got to tell you, I am. I think it's totally exciting. Um, I was a huge fan of Jake when he played. Uh, he was dramatic fourth quarter comebacks, and he just played the game a little more differently, I would say, Jake, than uh, the standard prototype NFL player is exciting to watch. And he kind of reminded me of, uh, of a CFL player in the sense that he was creative um, and just had a, a tendency to have these dramatic fourth quarter comebacks. So I reached out to Jake. Um, turns out he has an interest in an acting career. So I was like, look, we'll, we'll give you a part. We'll make the part uh, bigger if you want. Um, and the part is he's playing like the, the old grizzled quarterback from this team that sucks, but the team makes it to the Grey Cup and uh, they end up winning the Grey Cup with this quarterback with two bad knees. So, um, yeah, I wanted to approach Jake and see if he wanted to take the role, and he did. So, so Jake Plummer, welcome to the show. Big fan here for years. This doesn't sound like this will be a stretch for you for acting. Am I right? Uh, no, you know it's a great opportunity, and I'm I'm a little bit shocked at the how loosely you guys throw out the word star. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm not really the star of this movie. I'm just playing a role of something I'm very familiar with: a quarterback that uh, has a knack for bringing teams back from defeat, the jaws of defeat, and, and somehow scratching out a win. So it's an easy role, and I'm you know grateful for Chris reaching out to me. 
you know, I'm not an aspiring actor. I just uh, felt like there's a chance to go do a few things that have come my way. And when doors open, you know, why not jump in? Good for you. Oh, well, bravo for doing that. But I'm having, when I read about your role, I'm thinking Dennis Quaid in any given Sunday. You must have watched that show. That's the first thing I thought. Are you kind of aspiring to that? Uh, you know, I, I've never really aspired to try to copy anybody in, in anything ever. Uh, you know, I was compared to Joe Montana coming out of college, but Joe's Joe and I'm myself. So I went about my style and did my thing. And yeah, you know, there's been some, some other great actors that have portrayed quarterbacks. Um, you know, as a QB myself, I always see the little intricacies that they maybe weren't coached up on. So in this role, there's nobody, no director or anybody's going to have to tell me, hey, here you want to come in and put your hands under the center or maybe lick your fingers or look this way or that way. I've got that all down. That's going to be the easy part. The hard part's going to be, you know, making sure I come across and, and deliver the the lines that are pre- presented to me in a way that makes it look real uh, as far as being on a movie screen. <laughs> well, I read the article at 3downnation.com about you. And Chris, I'm coming to back to you in a second. But just with you, Jake, I guess you've been in films before but have never had speaking roles. What is your IMDb filmography, if you don't mind? It's very short. It's very short. Uh, there, there hasn't been anything, really, other than a couple just minor uh, appearances, bit parts, uh, but this this is an opportunity, like I said, it, uh, you know, the, the universe works in, in weird ways when you put something out there that you might think about getting involved in. And all of a sudden I get a connection with Chris and he throws this opportunity in front of me. And, you know, hey, let's let's have some fun in life and make some memories and meet some good people. And, uh, you know, if anything, if I have a have a piece in this movie and it's on the big screen, my kids will go, oh, wow, look, there's dad up on the TV screen. So, you know, in, in their eyes, I'll be. Uh, you know, a movie star. But as far as, like I said, the star term is, is let's pull that back a little bit and just say that I got a little part <laughs> yeah. in this thing. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think Chris, I don't know. I don't know if Chris has a problem with that. And by the way, this won't surprise you, Jake. A lot of the viewers have got some questions and comments for you and they're great. But producer Bickford, Jake just dropped yeah. that you guys had a connection. What's, what's the connection? Because I'll tell you what, it was just sort of an idea before the last time we talked, but now you got Jake Plummer in the film and people are like, hmm. Yeah. They all sat up and paid attention. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, you know, what I want to do for the CFL, like, and I've, I've said this before, like, if you look at the NBA, like before Bird, Magic, Johnson, the NBA, there's their games were, you know, that 7,000 people in attendance, uh, average pay for an NBA player. This is in living memory. They're making like 60,000 a year. So I think the NBA and the CFL have a lot of parallels. Um, I think the CFL with a feature film that, that showcases it, uh, that'll be on uh, Netflix with 200 million subscribers, like that's going to be an awesome uh, way of advertising the game, essentially. You'll have kids from Hong Kong to the Netherlands to Paris buying Cat jerseys, maybe with Jake Plummer's number on it. Um so I'm, I'm in active talks with CFL head office and uh, I'm in talks with the Thai cats and you know, the last hurdle is raising, like we we have two thirds of, of the money and the equity we need. Uh, we have one third to go. So it's not a lot of money. Um, and once we get there, we'll be on set. It's a four week shoot, six week edit. And uh, ideally like we'll have the film on Netflix and it'll coincide with uh the Grey Cup this year, which coincidentally is in Hamilton, where the movie is set. Jeff K. 
Cabillas in Winnipeg's watching. He says, we'll forever remember Jake leading the cards to their playoff win in 1997, first playoff victory since 1947, which, Jake, you would know. And that was right in Jerry Maguire era, right? Rod Tidwell era. What was it like playing for the Cardinals in the in the 90s? Uh, it was good. You know, I, I played in ASU, so I was well aware of the Cardinals and their history. And then when I got there, uh, you know, I was I was kind of looking forward to going somewhere new, but it was a really easy transition to just go down the road to the Cardinals facility and uh, have a support staff all around me, not only ASU coaches and friends and, and stuff, but uh, a familiar environment that was uh, allowed me to kind of go into that without having to, you know, investigate and go out and find new places in a new city. So the chance to, to start came early in my career. I learned a lot that first year. Um, had some really great coaches that second year, you know, the best coach uh, that really opened up my my eyes to the systems that are out there, especially Bill Walsh's West Coast system was Mark Tressman, who you all are familiar with him and his 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 uh, great cup titles with Montreal and Toronto. You know, great, great coach who, who really taught me a lot about the game. And that 98 season was a lot of fun. You know, we went up and started lighting up the scoreboard when went run and gun, no huddle that second half of the year. And, uh, you know, to yeah, beat the great. Dallas Cowboys down there in the playoffs was just phenomenal. Uh, you know, it was, yeah. the Cardinals were a, they were a struggling organization about to be possibly relocated to L.A. And that year the boat passed to keep them there. And it was just a big, big win for the, the community, for the team, and for that organization and who, that now has a home there in the Valley. You know, Jake... I really loved this article on Three Down with you, and I don't know where they got Three Down Nation. I don't know where they got all the quotes, but you mentioned your respect for the CFL. And by the way, Mark Tressman's a really close friend of mine. But even closer to me is Travis Moore, the great Timo. So I understand you guys got hooked up in Phoenix, and I always said to Travis, "You own a tanning salon in Phoenix, the Valley of the Sun." It went out of business. Just saying, but uh, you, you you got a lot of great CFL friends. Yeah, you know, me and, me and Travis had a lot of fun. In the offseason, we worked out together, but what nobody knew, and not any coaches especially, is that we played a lot of basketball against each other. We had a group, group of guys that liked to get our conditioning in on the hardwood. It was a lot more fun than running out in 120-degree heat. You know, we'd be in the inside playing hoops, and he was a hell of a competitor and a great guy, uh, you know, a good friend, and I, uh, I'll have to reconnect with him now that this is out there, but he, he, was, uh, he was fun. We worked out hard together, and um, you know, I know the CFL, I've, I've been, a, you know, I wouldn't say a fan as far as watching it growing up, uh, but I, I've known about it just because I was all about sports. And I think that, you know, as, as more leagues pop up to try to uh, supply the fans with a, a good game to watch, that I think they're just sorely missing the boat on the fact that there's a great game being played up north in Canada that, yeah, the rules may be a little different, the field's a little different, uh, guys can be in motion coming towards the line of scrimmage, but it's a great game of football with a lot of guys playing the game for the right reasons, for the love of the game. And a uh, quick story, my, my, my nephew lived in North Idaho, and they would go across the border and play Canadian high schools. And talking to him about it when they would go play in Canada, he said it was so much fun to go in motion and be running full speed as the ball was snapped. Uh, just a different take on ball, and I love how – uh, the game is innovative up there. It's different. They've skewed the rules a little bit, but it's still about beating the guy across from you. And uh, it's a very you know, rich historical league that's going to be fun to dive in even more and research and learn more about it. And then to hopefully, like Chris said, get, get people's eyeballs on this league to watch watch a really good brand of football. 
Well, it looks like uh, it's going to survive COVID, and a lot of us had our doubts. Viewer Troy Durrell says, I love hearing Jake talk so glowingly about the CFL. I think we all do. Um, and with Travis Moore, if you don't have his number, Jake, I'll send it to you. He is a coach here, here with the Rough Riders. But uh, you can ask him about when that TSN analyst said on the air that t- Travis was too old and broken down, and he uh, slammed him against the wall by the throat <laughs> as a player. That's Travis for you. That's why I love that guy. But Chris, before yeah. I let, let you guys go, what do people need to know about the film Kick? Well, it's, you know, it was a little incorrect to say that Jake would be the star of the film. Obviously, he'd be, he'd be featured, but the film is about uh, four 12-year-old boys living in Steeltown, Hamilton, blue-collar city, um, and, like, they're, frankly, they're, they're perceived as losers. They're outsiders, kind of like my friends and I growing up. Um, so it's their journey, and it's kind of coupled with the Thai Cats who lose every game, but they end up winning the Grey Cup. Uh, yeah, we're just, I mean, we're seeking investment partners now at this point to try to, like, we're almost there, very close. Uh, once we get those partners, whether it's NFL guys who are retired or or if the CFL partners, um, yeah, it's a, we'll be on set like five weeks after the money's in the bank. So we're very close, and we think it's going to be a hit. It's kind of kind of be gonna kind of be like Stand by Me um, slash Rocky. So I think it's going to be outstanding. Well, guys, uh, super boost here interviewing you both today. I appreciate it, Jake. Uh, glad to meet you virtually. Hope to do it in person one day. So good luck with the film, and uh, yeah, have a great weekend. Appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Jake Plummer and Chris Bickford joining us here on this Flame Tech Football Friday. We're going to keep the fun rolling. The head coach of the BC Lions, Rick Campbell, joins us next. What a great day. Great job, Clark. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. A Flame Tech Football Friday continues, and it's just been fantastic. Wally Buono last hour, Jake Plummer, and film producer Chris Bickford this hour. And our Football Fridays are brought to you by Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. And in moments, BC Lions current head coach Rick Campbell and I appreciate the Lions and all of you Lions fans that are putting it out on social media that we got all these Lions guys on today we're on Telus Optic Television they carry Game Plus all through beautiful British Columbia unfortunately the topic that's hijacked from our viewers has to do with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers saying you have to be double vaccinated to get into their games this year I can't believe this has been a huge problem apparently fans have been calling the Lions office and They said they haven't made a decision on that yet. But as we bring in Coach Campbell, all this can mean, Rick, is that we're closer and closer and closer to games, which is just a great thing. How are you doing, Coach? Pretty good. It does. It feels good to be getting ready for camp and doing all the things to get ready for a football season. I mean, we've been doing that the last several months, but to do it in earnest and know that, uh, you know, 
hard dates on when things are happening. It's been uh, been busy, but exciting. Well, you say busy. Can you please, as much as you can, tell me how chaotic, nah, hectic your life is right now? Because it normally is getting players in, let alone what we're dealing with in a pandemic. Like, how are you finding time to even talk to us today? Yeah, it's everything. So, like you said, trying to get players in not only from all over North America, but now all over the world and um, getting playbooks and practice plans and scripts for practice, all the things you do to, to get ready for for um, training camp. You know, the other thing is that it's all going to be accelerated that, you know, once we get to camp, it's basically going to be a three-week training camp with no preseason. And then, you know, we got to head your way after that. Yeah, absolutely. Friday, August the 6th. It's going to be a big day. Can't wait to see on the sidelines. But with the logistical thing, how much of your time is spent on that? And then how much is spent on football? Like, when do you, like, do the guys have their playbooks? When do you start with installation? How, how are you managing time that way? Yeah, so we, you know, with technology now, with being able to uh, share things and, and, uh, Zoom meetings and all that stuff, which the world has learned about over this last year. Yeah, you know, you have to be proactive so that uh, when guys come to camp, you know, we literally have to hit the ground running. And I think that's, uh, you know, definitely been emphasized this year, like I said, without playing preseason games. And, um, you know, we got to we got to get all our ducks in a row, so to speak, um, in three weeks. So um, the good news is people are excited um, you can really genuinely see that with the players and the coaches, um, you know, that once we got the green light, uh, you know, people seem to have a little bit of a more of a spring in their step, I would say. So um, I think you're going to see enthusiastic people. I think uh, not only at training camp, but uh, once you once those first games kick off, I think you're going to see some some pretty good uh, energetic football. That's for sure. Well, it's, you know, how often we talk with the players and what they're saying to me is we're all in. So this better happen because you know what it's like, Rick, it's not easy to prepare for a pro football training camp when you, in a lot of cases have another job and a family. So they're all in, but they're excited. And that is the tremendous part of where we're at. As you've mentioned now, last hour, I mentioned to Wally, how would you feel Wally? If you were the head coach of a team that didn't have the benefit of a controlled scrimmage, like these other teams. And he's like, what are you going to do? What's what's your what's your approach on that? Yeah, so I mean, geographically, it's a little tougher for us. We're kind of the lone, the, the lonely people out here on the West Coast. Um, the flip side of it, though, is I don't think we're going to lose time. You know, where um, even when you play preseason games, if you travel and stuff, you lose days traveling and having a rest day after and all that stuff. So we actually are going to get some more practices in this year, which I think is good. Um, I definitely see benefits in the scrimmage, but we're going to have our own scrimmages and um, at least three of them where we're treating it uh, more like a game, not from a tackling standpoint, but just as far as coaches calling plays and, um, you know, playing, playing the game as it plays out. So um, I'm excited from that standpoint is, is uh, I think we're going to get a, a few more practices in that we normally wouldn't get. And, um, you know, hopefully we're, somewhat uh you know like i said we're not we don't have to go through the logistics of traveling or busing or doing all those things so um you know there's benefits to both ways but this is the way it is for us and um you know we'll we'll deal with it you know what did the nfl do last summer because as you know they didn't have a preseason and i was there controlled 
scrimmages down there? Like, have you consulted with any of your NFL friends on how they went about this? Yeah, I've talked to NFL and even college guys were good to talk about in the NCAA because they never have preseason games. I mean, they do it every year without it. So I, I just talked to them about the preparation of, you know, especially like quarterbacks, things that you need to emphasize and they need to see so that, you know, when you are playing a live game, um, you know, you've had enough looks and, and understand enough things. So um, that's going to be the that's going to be on us as coaches and players to make sure well as coaches that we put them in enough situations in in training camp you know to where we can make those uh those live adjustments on game days so um there's definitely different philosophies and all that all those things but at the end of the day it comes down to putting in the work and um um you know getting prepared and ready to go and you know, and everybody's in the same boat as far as, um, you know, we're not going to have much game film, obviously, on each other, no preseason film, and it's been a year off. So a lot of stuff has changed. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be coming down to just be getting ready to go and to show up, uh, you know, with enthusiasm and ready to go. Rick, before I delve in any more football, how are you enjoying the BC thing? Like, had you coached with the Lions before on a staff? No, I, I have think. not. So. I didn't think so. And I love that market. So how are you loving Vancouver? It's been great. It's, uh, I knew Vancouver. I visited here a lot. I'm originally from the state of Washington, which is just south of here and um, have family down there and stuff. So I'm kind of familiar with the West. Well, I am familiar with the West Coast. It's kind of my original home. So it's kind of been neat for me to be in this uh, neck of the woods, so to speak. Uh, the thing about Vancouver, I knew it from visiting and being downtown, like when teams come for road games or, you know, when you're right in the city, but around the city, and I'm talking close by, you know, 20, 30 minutes, you get out of downtown and there is waterfalls and mountains and creeks and stuff that is world-class spectacular. So I felt very fortunate to to be around here, especially when this pandemic's going on, is that you can can get outside and do something but man it's uh it's crazy the uh the outdoors here and i'm an outdoors guy so i definitely appreciated it yeah and i also know how much they love the lions out there province-wide but specifically there in the lower mainland so i'd written about this in a commentary a while back how we need to reacquaint ourselves with cfl personnel a lot of people will forget that you went to bc um your staff off the top of your head without Forgetting anybody, like Wally said, continuity, the veteran stabs will be further ahead, and you're a first-year guy in BC. Like, what, what's your staff? Uh, who'd you take over there? Yeah, so we. the good news for us was we're a new staff to this team, but we've been here for, like you said, for two years. So basically everybody, pretty much everybody's a holdover. So that's good news. You know, like we actually were working, whatever. I, I make sure my years don't get confused, but in the spring – 2020 we were getting ready for that season and had worked as a staff and then you know we're, we're pretty much the same staff minus one guy so um that definitely has helped and we haven't worked with the players on the field but again um with guys like mike riley and the veterans that are here you know they've got to know us some um, as people and we've talked some football and done those things so i think that is going to help um going to help us some um, so um, and I, I think it's a big deal that Mike Riley um, knows 
she already knows this offense and the terminology and we've been talking about it for you know a year and a half so it's it's not a big learning point for him which obviously is very important with the with the quarterback so um i'm looking forward to it we got a good mix we got a good mix of um you know, proven coaches that have coached in this league and some younger guys that i think that are on their way up and um it's been it's been good i mean we're at, everybody's undefeated so everybody's enthusiastic and uh but i think we have enough people around here that understand how hard it is to win and the effort and the energy it takes to do it so you know we're gonna throw our hat in the ring and away we go well you mentioned everybody's in first place and that's for sure but and i'm I'm envious of the BC thing because I know how beautiful is it out there, but I'm also envious of the vibe around your club because last year we had a lot of your players on. Lamar Durant, we had on Suk Chung, um, Bola Combo, like Shaq Johnson, who's from London, right, or an Ontario guy, but you got a lot of local guys, Rick. And Pinterin was on here last week talking about all the Toronto area kids they got on the Argos. I feel this vibe in Vancouver that there's something building out there and obviously a chip on the shoulder from a fifth place finish like is that buzz still there because i felt it a year ago yeah yeah it definitely is the two parts for me one is i i'm new to bc so i was coming into this situation and there is a group of guys here that are solid guys on the field and off the field and that leadership is uh, invaluable so i think that's good and i think there is something to be said i mean all our personnel decisions aren't made by who's local but i think there is a, a vibe and a, a sense of pride for that there is a big contingent of guys here that are from the lower mainland and i think it's just kind of an extra incentive to represent this community um, both on and off the field so i've definitely felt that being a guy that's new new to the Lions, and so, um, yeah, I'm hoping that pays. I know it's paid off off the field in the community with the work that's been done, but obviously I hope it translates to on the field with wins. In free agency and the draft, I'm just wondering what kind of new talent that you've brought in there, new faces, personnel-wise, Rick, from even a year ago on the roster that you thought you were going to take to the field with? Yeah, so again, I liked the veteran group that was here, and then we were trying to add some pieces to it. Um, just off the top of my head, I don't have a roster in front of me, but on offense, we got guys like Shaq Cooper and Lucky Whitehead, who are, I would call, more run-hitter type guys. You know, you get the ball to them in space, big things can happen. So, um, you know, the CFL's a, a, a league of big plays. So, you know, we wanted those type of guys on offense, which I think was really a big help. Riker Matthews, I think, is going to be a big help at tackle. I'm excited about our O-line. I think they're a veteran group. Um, Kelly Bates is one of the holdovers, so he's worked with these guys for basically three years now. And then on defense, I'm excited about the secondary. Um, I was happy to get sales from Winnipeg. Again, another exciting guy that uh, makes big plays, not only on defense, but he can block kicks and you know, so we got some playmaker types on, on the D-line. J.R. Tavai, who I'm familiar with from Ottawa. Chris Kasher from uh, from Calgary and Bo Lacumbo. And I, I don't want to leave people out, but there's definitely a, a group of people we've added that are CFL-proven people. And, you know, our hope is that mixing those guys in with the, the guys that were already here, um, 
is going to be helpful. And you mentioned the fifth place finish, but I know from a guy on the outside that watched that team in 2019 is they had, they had a couple tough losses that were really close protected, particularly in the first part of the season. I, I go back to that game at Calgary and the game Oof. at Hamilton where they easily can win. And if they win those, you know, they win those games, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad fifth place team. So it wasn't a huge mountain to climb. So we're hoping we just can make a few adjustments to tip, the scales to win a couple of those close games and then you never know what happens ah and that was Arbuckle led the stamps to on the last drive right that was the game you're talking about last minute for Calgary I mean yeah. yeah we all yeah. Thought, thought the Lions had it in the bag but hey the guys I was forgetting about was Jordan Williams and Nathan Rourke like I can't wait to see these guys you that's well I was gonna say Jordan Williams is a live wire I don't think Nathan is that live wire Canadian quarterback but I just I'm excited to yeah. see you guys. Preseason would be nice to be able to get a look at them, but uh, hey, they'll have long CFL careers. Rick, I appreciate this visit as always. We'll see you on August the 6th, and I appreciate the time. All right, have a good one. We'll see you guys in August. You betcha. The uh, head coach of the BC Lions, Rick Campbell. Did I say July 6th or August 6th? I said August 6th? Okay. Yeah, Lions Riders here on the Rectangle. When we come back, a sports update, and uh, we'll get Moose in here. we got to face off today on something. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. Maybe we'll face off on should fans be required to be double vaccinated to go to CFL games? Because that's what everybody's raging about from a football standpoint in this country today. We'll be right back. You're watching the uh, RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of The Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday continues. And there's no Darren Moose DuPont. My guess is he's on the phone doing business somewhere. So it's just you and me. Hope you can handle that. I'm going to do a sports update here. And then you and I are going to wrap on a viewer takeover. We're going to, we're going to start it early. So get the, uh, get the questions ready. Randolph Zoro is watching in Ontario. He says, is that background really a green screen? Yes, it is. It's a green wall behind me. I can't even knock these helmets off the shelf. It's a gr- big green wall. Let me get to the sports update before we, you take it over. Montreal became the first Canadian team in 10 years to earn a spot in the Stanley Cup final with a 3-2 overtime victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. Thursday night in Game 6 of their NHL semifinal, Arteri Lekkanen scored at 139 of overtime, and Carey Price went into God mode, making 37 saves. Meanwhile, rowdy fans outside the Bell Centre were already celebrating, cheering, and launching fireworks before the Habs beat the Golden Knights to advance to the Stanley Cup final. Following the game, fans in attendance were temporarily forced to stay inside the arena due to safety concerns as the streets and the nearby area became raucous. Police began firing tear gas into the crowd surrounding Bell Center. Police spokesman Manuel Couture said police began trying to disperse the crowd after officers were assaulted and vehicles were vandalized. Two things. 
Those aren't fans. And number one. And number two, come on, Montreal. You're better than that. Trey Young and the inexperienced Atlanta Hawks seemingly aren't feeling the pressure of playoff basketball as they try to give this franchise its first title in over six decades. They're 4-0 in, in, pre, in uh, postseason games decided by no more than three points and 6-1 and when the margin is seven points or below. The Atlanta Hawks carry a 1-0 lead over the Milwaukee Bucks into tonight's Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Toronto Blue Jays and Baltimore Orioles are playing a weekend series for the second weekend in a row. This one's in Buffalo, the temporary home of the Jays. Toronto crushed the last-place Orioles last night, 9-0 in the series opener for their fifth straight win. Rookie Alec Manoa scheduled to start for the Jays tonight. He was thrown out of last Saturday's game in Baltimore for intentionally throwing at Michael Franco. For the soccer fans, I just realized that my country, Denmark, has a team in this thing. How about that? (laughs) No kidding, right? So I put this in my sports update. After three emotional European championship matches in Copenhagen, Denmark, Denmark's now going to play in a city that Christian Eriksen once called home. The Danes will take on Wales in the round of 16 at the Johan Cruyff Arena on Saturday, a stadium where Eriksen is fondly remembered by Ajax fans as a stylish midfield playmaker from 2010 to 2013 before his transfer to Tottenham. I have no idea what any of that means or what I just read, but I'm going to be watching Wales and Denmark on Saturday because that's my country. Notice the spelling of Peterson. Brooke Henderson usually is the best bet for Canadian golf fans on the LPGA Tour, but another Canadian is in prime position to make a run heading into the second round of a major. Hamilton's Elena Sharp shot three under 69 Thursday at the KPMG Women's PGA Championship in Georgia. She's tied for third, two strokes back of leader Lizette Salas in Georgia. Brooke opened with a two over 74. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. And that will be lunch for me as I have stolen this box. Hands off, everybody. My favorite is the almond coconut. <laughs> okay. This is, a, this is all that you want. Viewer takeover. Uh, Aaron Beach watching on Facebook says, uh, Rod saying uh, soccer words is amazing. Ah, well, enjoy it. (laughs) You don't hear it very much. Uh, From Ricky Kazama, you people. Ricky Regina. Thank you, Clark, for putting this up. Fire up the comments. Viewer takeover is here. Um, Mandy in Edmonton, huge CFL fan. Says, great show today, only missing Lynch. Look, I get it. And if you read my column this weekend, 10 weekend things, I'm going to talk about John Frenzy. But you got to get over it. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. He's 83 years old. He'll tell you he was losing his fastball. 
It's time to retire, okay? So get over it. From Wayne in Victoria, B.C. How about that? I didn't realize that you're Danish, Rod. Congrats. <laughs> I once said to my dad, I mentioned this the other day, but I'll say it again. I'm like, Dad, do you want ever want to go back to Denmark and meet our family? He's like, nope. <laughs> okay. That's the end of that. Earl James writes in on YouTube and says, uh, CFL games in late November, yay or nay? I'm kind of wondering what you mean by that. You know what I mean? Are you saying that they're not going to be able to pull off this season? Because they are up against it. I'm going to tell you they are up against it. With, And it's not right. It's not the CFL's fault. And I don't want to be the guy today, a negative Nelson, as Lynch would say. All these... COVID controls and health and safety protocols they got to follow when you got 33,000 people in Montreal last night. And what? Nothing done about it. But these CFL players can't leave their home for six months. Like, it's ridiculous. But it's not for me to, to argue that. It's for other people to argue that. Can we do the business of the week for my SAS 411, Clark? Oh, I like this one. We do it every week, the MySask 411 Business of the Week, where we connect people to businesses and businesses to people here in this wonderful province. Ah, yes, I do. Clark just said in my ear, do you have the water bottle? I should really start using this instead of this. Anyways, the Business of the Week, located in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, the Broadway Cafe is a 50s-style diner and has been a mainstay in the Saskatoon area for over 30 years. They are best known for their breakfast specials and recently have received the Planets Magazine Best Food of 2020 for their omelets. Find them on MySask411 today. That's a good reason to make a roadie to Saskatoon just for that. Broadway Cafe, our business of the week. For MySask411, and for those of you that do live here in this wonderful province, download the MySask411 app. It is a phone book in your phone. It's on my main page. We'll be right back with viewer takeover and a face-off. What do you want, what do you want Moose and I to face off about? Tell me, because there's a lot of things. What's the top comment? Ah, from Hussey's Huddle. Hey, Rod, who's your early pick for CFL Most Outstanding Player? You should know, but we'll save that for after this break, and we'll try and find DuPont. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live. He's in the bathroom fixing his hair. What a shock. And 24-hour sports radio for Sud full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. It's always fun. Flame Tech Football Friday. I got to say this again for our guy Denton. He's up there in Saskatoon. He's uh, the owner-operator of Flame Tech. Locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. What did he say? He employs uh, 12 to 15 folks up there, and he yeah. wanted some RP Show shirts. For, did we get them to him? 
We got a whole box in the back. Yeah, of course. If we haven't, he's okay. got it. But I think let us know, it. Denton. Yeah. They say Rod Peterson show right across the chest. Can I miss him. Well, yeah, I haven't not worn one just yet. But one eight 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 numbers really trying to get a hold of me today. Four voicemails they've left. Okay. Wonder if I'm being scammed. I don't know. Oh well, I'll be off the air in six minutes. Somebody signed you up for a credit card you didn't know about and you haven't paid for? Exactly. Probably not. So, I like this one. I asked for a face-off topic. We're going to face off from the viewer who said, Rod, who's your early choice for the Canadian Football League most outstanding player? And I said, you should know. But producer Clark, let's show the lovely people. What are they doing back there? Where's the want, want, want? Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da! That's what we call a pregnant pause. <laughs> How about that? I was just thinking about, I was telling somebody the other day, I just love that guy to bits. Cody Fajardo, the starting quarterback for Canada's team, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the pride of Nevada. Wolfpack, look at that man. Number seven with the green and white. He was the most outstanding player of the West Division the last time we saw these guys. And he's going to win it all in 2021 and potentially the Grey Cup too. And he's going to go into Hamilton and snatch it out of the Ticats' hands and he's going to ride off back to Nevada with his black cowboy hat on. So, Cody Fajardo, you should have known. How dare you go against that pick, by the way. That's pretty good. You've got 500 other players. I know. (laughs) Who am I going to pick? You know... I want to go really off the board, but you know what? It's not that off the board. Trevor Harris. Mm. I think Trevor Harris will win the MOP. I, I, my mind, Mike Riley came in. I think this might be the Mike Riley redemption tour. You know, I don't think he's that happy with the way that the last season went for, for BC, the last time they were on the field. So I want to say Mike Riley will be in the conversation. But Trevor Harris, he's so accurate. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks we've ever seen in the Canadian Football League. He's got weapons. They've got the new logo that they're excited about. I think Trevor Harris will be the MOP. Well, I love him too. Yeah. So we'd be okay with that. But my pick's Cody Fajardo. Yours is Trevor Harris. What's yours? Let us know in the mentions. The face-off is brought to you by the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw. The patio is now open for licensed dining at the Mad Greek. Visit them today. And brought to you by the Ultimate Fan Zone. Now just a click away from our man cave to yours. Shop online today at ultimatefanzone.ca. I have been saying they're your number one source for Vegas-born merchandise, but while you can still buy it in the summertime, I think people are going to load up the bandwagon for the Montreal Canadien. The Canadien. And the comments here are... Insane. They've been all hockey, by the way, all day. Of course. So Ray in the six Kitchener area says, hey, Rod, would have lost a ton on a Montreal Vegas series. Good for the Habs. Now we have to put up with those annoying Hab fans for another round. I know, right? From Brady in Saskatoon, Habs are off to the first Stanley Cup final since 1993. Wow, does that ever feel good to say? This team has bought into the game plan all playoffs long and played as a team and stuck together throughout several adversities. I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, from Bob in Grand Prairie, 
Canada's team goes to the final. USA's team goes golfing. Oh, I got that from a Flames fan last night, right? Oh, Rod, the Golden Knights are just buttering you up so you can get them tea times at Deer Valley. I said, yeah, the Flames are about just putting out on 18. I they should be that. done their round. I saw it. I don't get people. Like, as I was saying, I was just pumping up my team. As you should. The Golden Knights. And it's funny, by the way. You see the guy Troy in Toronto writing in, talking. I said that you were fixing your hair in the bathroom. Oh, and yeah. It took you 10 minutes to do it. And yeah. Troy in Toronto from Sober Athletic Wear says all the moose that he used in the 80s took his hair away. And my thing is, I got turf planted here in my head, as you know. I paid for my hair. So I get all these hats. I feel like Mr. Dress Up here, dig it in the tickle trunk <laughs> that people have sent us. Yeah, yeah. But you'll never see me wear hats. Rare. You'll wear them sometimes well, on the golf course. Sometimes on the golf course, but <laughs> I think it's just kind of funny uh, with regards to him losing his hair because of all the, the moose that he wore. Um, what, do we, uh, what do you got going on for the weekend? Oh boy, tea time at Deer Valley. Nice golf or a hockey to watch tonight, and uh, some hopefully some time on the paddleboard. It's supposed to be warm. It's going to get really warm throughout the weekend and into next week. I We're going to be that. up in the mid thirties again. So I think I'm going to go to the Motor Speedway on Saturday Ooh, night. Ooh, good idea. And the movies. Going to go to Landmark at some point. Landmark Cinema. Have to. Oh, I mentioned a Quiet Place too. I went to that. Did you? Uh, a while, yeah, last yeah. week. We're not supposed to give reviews, are we? No, we we're just give, supposed to preview the We can the give reviews. There, our reviews just aren't presented by Landmark. One Monday down. Sorry, one thumb down from the Monday morning goalie. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, if you have implants, it looks great, Rod. Well, thank you. <laughs> Bought and paid for. They said it's the best one they ever did. Coming up on Monday, Brent Sopel, Courtney Steven, and we're hoping for the great Rambo Dave Randorf. Have a good weekend, Moose. You too. Great job back here, boys. We'll see you Monday at noon Eastern here on Game Plus. You screwed up, Clark. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.